Hello, hello. Welcome along to another podcast. So today we are talking about how nothing drives bookings like impeccable, easy for me to say, nothing drives bookings like impeccable design. And we've got a very special guest who's going to be talking why that's important and how you can be mostly booked. And I love that that term, that's both the name of this person's business, but also we love saying that, yeah, we're mostly booked. That's just a, a great saying for us STR owners. So if this is your first time here, you're listening to the Booty Podcast, the podcast that helps give hosts the tools, the tactics, the trainings, and most importantly, the confidence so you can go out there and get more direct bookings. My name's Liam Carolan, and this is the mini series on the Boostly Podcast, which looks at businesses, people who you as a short-term rental operator should know about within the industry. So today I'm joined by Stephen Eagles. And as I say, his company is called Mostly Booked. You can go and check them out at mostlybooked.co. And uh, I'm just excited. I've, I've been following Stephen uh, for a couple of weeks since, uh, you know, since we arranged this. And he's very, um, he can polarize a room with some of the opinions, which is fantastic. So I'm excited about this. So Stephen, welcome along and thank you for joining us today. Hey Liam, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, that is true. My content can be a little bit polarizing at times, but I do feel like it's it's on point and some things need to be said. You know, there's a lot of uh, I think what I find is there's a lot of hosts out there who are in different places. There's like the the host in these Facebook groups who's just got the one listing and it's their baby, and they will do it in a certain way, and that's very different to how like a medium to large sized operator would operate. So therefore, when I come in with some cold truths, you know, they're always there to shoot me down, say that's not right, you know, but a lot of my advice is for this, I would say, people with several listings and above, you know. And and to be fair, yeah, you have to be cruel to be kind sometimes. There's a lot of overly optimistic um, people who who go into, into business, isn't there? And they just, some of the truths actually can save them from making some of the fatal mistakes that we see happen. So let's start off by throwing the mic open by uh, saying, can you introduce yourself and your business mostly booked? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Stephen from Mostly Booked, and I help hosts essentially cut through the noise, beat market saturation, that big keyword that everybody is sort of afraid of. I'm a seasoned property manager. And we're now an agency that serves hosts to help them stand out from the crowd and achieve a calendar that for most of the time is mostly booked. That's sort of, that's the aim of the game. I like it. How did the name come about? Um, I was trying to hit the nail on the head with what is the desired outcome that my uh, my avatar would like, you know, something similar to how maybe a host can think about their guest avatar. I think about my customer avatar, what's important to me, you know, because I've been a host myself for many years, uh, sort of growing and scaling other people's portfolios. I've obviously understood that that is the, that's the, the most important thing. It's the thing that we always want. But also it's not to, you know, you'll see a lot of maybe coaches and consultants out there promising I can I can achieve you a hundred thousand pounds in three days, you know. So I thought mostly booked is a little bit understated. It's the result that we all really would want. If we could be mostly booked most of the time, then that would make us all very happy, I'm sure. hundred percent. And there's a there's a saying which I always talk about, which is your vibe attracts your tribe at the end of the day. Some people will go for that, hey big promise, you know, big result and that, and others will prefer just the the sheer honesty. And and like you say, just being mostly booked would be great most of the time, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So I just want to revisit the, the problem that the company solves and uh, how it does that. So talk us through who it is you help mostly. You mentioned your avatar. 
and how it is you best help them? Uh, so I would say, sadly, a lot of it, it comes down to almost accountability. You know, I can, I put a lot of time into my content and trying to put the best content out there and coming up with like the latest cutting edge tactics and tools and strategies, which are all great as sort of individual strategies. Um, but I think I found that most hosts just simply, they don't have the time for whatever reason to implement a lot of these strategies. Um, they don't have the time to focus on the growth related tasks because they're busy checking guests in and maybe even, maybe you could consider scaling a growth specific task, um, which touches on another problem of hosts sort of scaling on a bad model to outrun uh, poor performance. So I guess in a nutshell, what you could say that I mostly do is the tasks that I feel that the host should be doing, but they're not necessarily getting the time to do. Um, so yeah, just quickly, I originally started with the along the coaching sort of model, um, which is me preaching to the world, which I'm very good at doing of here's what I think you should do and here's how you should optimize your listing and your pricing strategy, et cetera. Uh, which is all well and good, and people love to consume that information. Um, but I found that it wasn't necessarily moving moving any of my clients further down the line. You know, they were paying me because they wanted um, that problem solved. But then when I'm trying to keep them accountable to, hey, have you actually gone and done that work? You know, there's there's always a million different things going on in their lives that stop them from moving forward. Um, so now I've sort of switched to more of an agency model, which is what I thought, you know, I guess hosts, if they could pay to get the result done versus me telling them what to do, you know, that would be a win-win for us all because I love to take satisfaction in working with hosts' listings, seeing them get better, increase performance, you know, it's great for them and great for me. So in a nutshell, I'm essentially... It's like outsourcing your growth specific tasks to an agency from someone that's been there and done it and knows the industry inside out. It's like a, a safe pair of expert hands is is essentially what I'm offering hosts, you know. Nice, nice. And it definitely resonates with me and I'm sure hosts listening to this just go, you know, so many times I know exactly what it is I should be doing, but a week goes down the line or two weeks and, you know, you sit there with a coach, a mentor, and they're like, did you do it? And you're like, no, my my dog at my homework or, or whatever, whatever the reason is. But yeah, what do you find? Uh, first of all, we should mention, because there's people listening from obviously US, UK. I'd love people listening to this. If you're watching on the Facebook Live, just to put in the comments what you're finding your biggest reason is for not getting the time for doing the things that you think you should be doing. That would be awesome to find that out on there, uh, actually on the call. And also, what do you think is uh, the growth-specific tasks that you think will make the biggest difference in your business? What what do you feel your gut instinct are the big needle movers that will help you achieve a calendar that stays mostly booked? I'm intrigued to see to see what people think on that. Nice, nice. And I'd love to circle back to that in a couple of questions time as well, just to just see what the answer would be. With your product and your service, is there a location? We've got people listening all over the world. So is there is it UK based? Is it is it, is it uh, just England? Where, whereabouts do as your, uh, do you specialize? Uh, so purely accidentally, for some reason, a lot of my clients are US based. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is beautiful for me because, um, you know, it's obviously an absolutely huge market. 
Um, a lot of different types of properties here in the UK. I was used to building portfolios in more of like a city sort of vibe, you know, it with sort of apartments uh, in buildings in that sense. And then I'm going into the US markets and I'm dealing with a lot of clients with log cabins and all of these different types of properties, which is different food for thought. Definitely the standards of amenities I've noticed in the US are uh, far stronger than in the UK. I feel like it's mm -hmm. I feel like it's easier in the UK to dominate a market based on uh, if you could take some of the offerings that uh, US hosts have, you know, in oh, terms 100%. of amenities. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's there's some US hosts who I speak to and they're like, yes, yeah, so that's where the golf course is in the backyard. And I'm like, the the, what, the golf course? Yeah, little putting, little putting green. In, in the, and you just he goes, yeah, everyone's got them here. You got, you've got to have one to, to, you know, like even be in with a chance. And you just think about anyone over here in the UK, if they've got a, a putting green or um some of the the cool you know games rooms that you get to see and things like that that would just smash things uh, the, the rest of the the listings to pieces wouldn't it so um yeah, yeah ev point. everybody it's it's like uh there's definitely a herd mentality you know so the herd mentality in the us is that you know everyone's got a hot tub they've all got a games room you know they've got all of the put a lot of effort into those kind of things and then in the uk it's like everyone furnishes and puts the amenities that that is just on par with everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's like, where, where's the where's the bravery? Where's the courage? You know, uh, yeah. where, where's the creativity? It kills me, pains me. But you know, it's it's also beautiful for the UK clients that I do work with. You know, because it's uh, it's not that difficult to help them stand out. Whereas the US, slightly more challenging. But you know, we love a love a good challenge. So in a moment, Stephen, we're going to dive into um, what is impeccable design and how can host listening you know achieve some better results your, some of your tips and that but before we do just tell us more about your your history you mentioned portfolios and, and bits and pieces how did you get into to being a, a, a coach and agency for uh, mostly booked what did you do before this well, I won't bore people too much because, no, this is always the part of the interview that they're like, yeah, 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 we get it. You, you know, that's, a lot of people have it. That's why I leave the good questions till after it. But people genuinely are interested in, uh, it's the human connection, isn't it? Got it. Got it. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's a British thing. We think no one's interested in, in our <laughs> story, you know, something like that. But I started as a property manager for a friend who had five Airbnbs in Liverpool in the UK. Um, he asked me to come on board. This is when I was completely fresh in the industry. Uh, we grew that to over 50 listings. I then went on to uh, work and manage properties for a much bigger operation, which was more like 150 plus listings in Liverpool. Um, so I was sort of uh, seeing how we made a lot of mistakes, by the way, in that first business. Um, so which is why now I feel like I can preach so comfortably because it's like I've made all them mistakes and I'm trying to help you avoid them. And then I went on to work for a sort of bigger operator and seeing a more sort of professional setup in terms of the logistics of things. But even still in both businesses, I sort of came to the understanding. I was fascinated with why is it that some listings are doing really well and others aren't. And then I was sort of creating, you know, you will see all these things like you must have great professional photos. And it's like, well, guess what? I've just gone onto page one of Airbnb, found a listing in my area. All of the photos are taken with an iPhone. Why is that listing crushing it? And so I, I essentially got the freedom and the time to really focus on what makes a great listing, which as a manager, I simply didn't have the time. I'm too busy trying to maintain the business, working in the business and not on the business. 
you know, um, which I'm sure a lot of hosts can relate uh, to. So it's not that I'm any more intellectual than anybody else with my sort of service, but just the fact that I've been blessed with the time to really focus on what works and sort of what doesn't. So all that to say, um, I went from property manager um, to, like I say, I started going into the coaching model, but found wasn't really getting the results. And I'm sick of seeing all these coaches online who are promising the earth and delivering an atlas. And so I uh, decided to go more, I was doing more f- sort of freelance work, which is then helping hosts with the pricing strategy, list and optimization, various things. And now I've transformed into the agency done for you model, uh, which is mostly booked, which is working with clients, depending on some of them are at different stages in their journey. Some people come to me and they're just like, Hey, I just need to know what I need to do from a list and optimization point of view or a pricing strategy point of view. And those things are very much easier in terms of uh, less of uh, a nightmare uh, because they don't require physical changes to the listing. But then the projects I really love are hosts that come to me and they're like, okay, let's do the market research. Let work with me on the concept, work with me on the list and optimization, every single aspect of it, because then I can create something really special. Um, So, uh, so yeah, that's where I'm kind of at. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. I think the one thing that really resonates for me is that, like you say, when you're busy hosting, you're spinning all these plates that you're just mm-hmm. trying to let one drop. So everybody's looking around to, you know, you get one client who then needs the attention on their listing, then you move on to sales, then you need to hire a new person. So you're focusing on hiring. Obviously the question earlier on we asked was um, to the, the audience, what should they be focusing on or what do they think they should be focusing on? Let's turn that around. What should hosts be focusing on first? Um, And I know it is a bit of a um, depends kind of question, but in your opinion, what are some of the most common places they should be putting their time and attention for maximum results? There's a million different ways I could go at this. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the saying that people say, like, don't focus on everybody else, just focus on yourself which mm-hmm. is true for a certain type of personality. If you're the type of person that is obsessed with continual improvements, yes, you can put your blinkers on, put your head down, focus only on improving every aspect of your business. You will get to the finish line. Um, but I feel for most hosts, um, they would be better off being hyper aware of what is happening in their market. So I would be scouring Airbnb page one and page two over the next three months, maybe three months out on maybe a Sunday and a Monday, um, just to see in exactly what's in my market, who's on page one and page two. I would then make a list of, let's say, pick 10 listings so you get a good sample size. And I look at every single detail about that listing, their thumbnail image, their interior design, the amenities that they're offering. What are all their guests telling me in their reviews that they really like? What are their guests telling me that they really dislike? 
So I'm taking all the strengths and weaknesses of every listing, what the titles are, the design, and then I get all of that data and go right then. So looking at my listing, I can now, it's glaringly obvious why all of these calendars are mostly booked and why I'm potentially averagely booked or struggling for bookings, or you might just be doing good and you want to be great. Well, it's like that that is telling you that the market is choosing those listings and it's for a specific reason. And so if you do those specific things that they're doing very well, you can take back some of that market share. And so I think that is a super practical thing the host can do. And every time I do that with clients, they all say to me, oh, my God, I've never done that. And it's uh, it's it's kind of shocking to me. But I said, but, you know, as I say, I understand there as well, because, you know, they're just busy and they're trying to scale and they're maybe going from one nine to five job into this and the transition and or, you know, they've never run a business before. I get it. But one of the most effective things you can do is be hyper aware of what's going on in your market. And then make a that'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, their designs much better than mine. Oh, they're all offering king size mattresses, or they're up. They've all got hot tubs. I haven't got a hot tub. You know, all of these. Oh, their copywriting looks beautiful, and mine's their average. All of these different things. Their cleaning fee. Yeah, uh, this is something I I always find just uh not to go off on too much of a tangent, but like, is your cleaning fee competitive with everybody else's? I can't tell you the amounts of clients that I've worked with and their cleaning fee can be almost double everybody else's. And I know how petty the consumer is in terms of paying for additional expenses that they don't like. They would choose somebody else just because of that small reason. Um, so this is the kind of information that real strong market research can give you. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good starting point. And it's going back to basics. It's not a sexy exercise. It's a bit laborious, um, but you will uncover so many things of what you need to be doing just from that exercise. I love the the term hyper aware of what's going on in your market because most people are absolutely you're absolutely right, aren't aware of, you know, where do they sit in the market? Are they a high price point, low price point, cleaner fees, like you say, all that stuff which is all readily available. But as as hosts, we might not be doing, not might not be checking that, but it's absolutely available to everybody listening to this right now. So off the back of this call, if you're listening to this podcast, just go and check out the first two pages. Do a quick search on an incognito tab. Go on Airbnb, search your area and see what those top properties have got. And also look at their calendar, you know, all, all that cool stuff like Stephen says, that's such a good tip and such a good share. One of the things you mentioned, Stephen, is that your product has moved from, uh, hey, this is what you should go and do, a bit like what we've just said there, to, hey, come to me and my service and I'll do this for you. So two-part question this. First of all, why do you think it is that people are now preferring done-for-you services? And in terms of your your clients, is this something which they need to stay working with you for long periods of time? What What is the kind of average length of, of a client? To, to work with you? Uh, yeah, so I would say people are prepare, preferring done for you and um, providing it, it can be done at the right price as well, you know, because this is something I'm sort of wrestling with, uh, trying to remain as competitive as I possibly can, bearing in mind I'm helping them focus in on the right things and doing it for yeah. them versus just telling them what to do. When there's a bunch of coaches out there saying, you know, taking thousands of pounds off people for saying, oh yeah, make sure that you include your best five photos first. Yeah. Um, you know, all of these, all of this basic sort of information. Um, so so yeah, I'm trying to stay as competitive as I can in terms of the duration. Um, it can be, 
it can be uh, it's dependent on the host if they've got like a project and it's uh, they've got hold of the property and the design and the renovations happening right now and it's got to go live in a couple of weeks you know i get some of those and then i get some that are more like okay i've done all of those things and now i just want to tweak optimization and uh, from a persuasive point of view and maybe pricing strategy and things like that so it's completely dependent on on you know what what i'm dealing with from a host point of view but but, you know, we can, what I tend to do with hosts from a starting point, especially if you're an existing host that already has your listings, you've already done your design and your amenities, your photos, you've listed it, all of that stuff. I try to work with them from like an optimization point of view and pricing strategy first to try to generate additional income so that we can then spend more time going back to improve the elements that yeah. make the biggest difference, which is simply your design and your amenities. If you mm -hmm. do those two things uh, better than everybody else, I don't care if you've got a 10-word description, a one-word title, um, you've got 10 photos, you know, um, I think if you do those two things really well, you'll crush it. But obviously my challenge uh, we're dealing with a lot of these hosts is because they've done all of those things and it's so so labor intensive and when by the time they've done it they've lost all of that enthusiasm mm -hmm. um so me coming in saying oh by the way we've got to go back to the start and we've got to change the wallpaper we've got to do these different things and um, it's super painful for them in both time and money um so i do try to work with them on the optimization pricing strategy sections first generate a little bit of income to get them uh feeling a little bit better about what we have to do uh, and then going in and doing the uh the the work that really counts yeah and i think you've touched on something there which i call like str exhaustion where you know you've, you've <laughs> listed you've listed you know 30 properties or whatever or, or you've gone through that that process so often that it's now just a tick box how quick can i get this listed as opposed to how right can i get this listed and, and things like that and the thought of going back over some of those bits and pieces i'm sure there's people listening to this who just goes yeah I, I just i don't want to spend my time doing that but like you say it's so important to to do so because it might be new features it might be something which we don't realize that we've not ticked as hosts or an amenity that you can easily add i mean board games are a classic one for me where you just most listings i look at don't have things like board games books and things like, and you just look at these things and you just go well actually that's a really quick and easy one you can't add parking if you haven't got parking you can't add a pool if you haven't got a pool but there's things that you can easily adapt and change and ultimately especially if you're aiming for that avatar you can easily do these things steer gates you know there's this there's certain aspects which don't cost a lot of money but um but you can go and do i think so it's yeah it's a bit of an example of where hosts a uh, kind of bit of a problem once the touch on which is you know this whole market saturation thing and um hosts can fall into that trap as i say they get it's way more exciting for them to close on i've just closed another four listings yeah that is way more exciting than i've just gone back through my existing listings tweak the photos added different amenities oh and i've got 10 percent more improvement from that listing and then compounded on every single listing i've then actually I've now got a business that is generating way more positive reviews and I'm happier for it versus scaling on an average portfolio because the target and big numbers, you know, a uh, big load of properties. Yeah, I've got an Airbnb empire of 40, 50, 100 listings. That's way more sexy than going in and doing the uh, 
attention to detail sort of work, you know. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just two pounds, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the blueprint. And then for 101 marketing tactics, that is in the playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint and uh, we'll see you on either side. Definitely, definitely. It's reminded me of um, a chap we had on a 24-hour clubhouse room, which was Bill Faith. And he talked about how he only had eight listings, but he said they are literally, he said that, and he said this modest, modestly, they'll be the best eight listings in the entire room. And we had a big panel of, of short-term rental hosts, but nice. what he meant was he just spends more time optimizing, making them the very best they can be. And, um, you know, that can be worth more than 30 units, can't it? You know, eight really well run units better than those average ones. And this is something which I see quite a lot at the moment, which we record this, this is July, 2023. So at the moment, obviously it's not as busy for most hosts as it was over the last couple of years due to staycation booms and things like that. But ultimately, one thing that we see time and time again is people posting quite average listings and wondering why they haven't got as many bookings without doing what you've just said there, which is go and check out your competition. What are they charging? What have they got for that money? And um, I just think it's such an important point and one which um, I'm certainly going to take away from this. Which, yeah, which is why just quickly, it's so important to, uh, another tip is to leverage the strengths um, where your weaknesses are. You know, that's advice that you hear in business all of the time. But I think a big problem, uh, all the interior designers that are watching this are going to love me. Um, big, massive problem that a lot of hosts have is they think, oh yeah, okay, I can get that rental property and I've decorated my home. Therefore, why can't I decorate an Airbnb property? And then what happens is, you know, people with, unfortunately for them, no taste and they haven't got it. They haven't done the 10,000 hours like an interior designer has done, knowing why certain color combinations work, why certain textures work about light and all of these different things that an interior designer knows like the back of the hand. And so they create a very beatable product. Whereas if they were to, I think it ties into delayed gratification because they want results backly, uh, back so quick and they're not prepared to wait. You know, I put a post up about this the other day about how software companies would defer profits until about year five, year 10 in some cases. Um, of course, I'm not telling the hosts to do that, but that's the kind of thinking that they might want to adopt in going, if I was to pay an interior designer, that's so I'm, you know, adding on a couple of extra thousand versus what I would do myself. You could give them the exact same budget, but they're just going to give you a superior finish um, than something you could ever come up with yourself, myself included. I would outsource it to an interior designer uh, because it's the most, it's why people book. People book because they go, that looks beautiful. That's why they book. Um, so you can then, you know, run down the the rabbit hole of trying to list it on every OTA known to man, creating social media accounts, building a website and trying to generate traffic to it. And, you know, all of those are great ideas providing the foundation was really strong. All those things become, you know, way, way easier. So infuriates me a little bit at times. But no, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I was going to be one of my questions. What what is impeccable design? You know, what 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 is some of the things that you've seen which, which you know work well for, for short-term rental properties? Yeah, I mean, um, I would say there's two different ways you can go about it. So you can go with simply 
impeccable, beautiful design, um, which is, you know, thinking about who your avatar is. Uh, let's say it's groups of guys or groups of girls, you know, they're going to be two very different color schemes and you can create your concept around that avatar. And that is a sort of, that's a bit of a safer play, but you can just come up with something that almost looks beautiful, almost hotel-like. It's something hotels do really well. They always have beautiful design. Well, unless it's like low budget hotels, of course. So you can either just go simply, right, I want to create something that's beautiful and I'm going to do it in this style because I think it's going to serve that demographic really well. And maybe I don't feel like many people are targeting that demographic too well. Like, for example, we've just done a studio in Liverpool. Um, I've working with a client. So I was like, please let me paint it all black. Please let me paint it all black because there is no listings on our markets that are painted all black. So we've mm -hmm. gone with like black and like natural woods um, so uh, and some really cool artwork. So I'm super intrigued to know how that's going to go. But you can either do that first approach or something else that you obviously see that does really well is like a theme. So going with a really strong theme throughout and focusing more on creating something super creative and a super concept, which obviously requires way more planning and more budget, of course. But going back to that earlier point about like those software companies, you know, if you want to create real longevity and be unfuckwithable, um, that's exactly what you would do. Spend more time in that creative process. So, you know, we were saying before about how hosts will, maybe they've already done a couple of listings and then therefore mm. now it's about saving time. How can I do it quicker, not better? Um, I feel like that window is where they need to slow down and put so much uh, thought, leverage and get help, get other people. Hey, what do you think about this? Look at these mood boards. What do you think about this? How could we make this better? Put it out to your Facebook audience, you know, really go go to town on that concept because it's like it's like a magnet the stronger you make that concept everything becomes easier and you can guarantee that other hosts aren't doing that the mass of the markets all of this market saturation issue goes away if you focus in the areas where other people are skipping past because they believe to be inefficient and that um reminds me of uh mark simpson talks about What's his name? Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, yeah. Tim Ferriss. And the, it's a, it's about zigzag marketing, isn't it? It's about standing out completely from the crowd and uh, just being, uh, it's getting different, isn't it? So one of the things you mentioned there was that the last kind of push to just get things ready. And I, I see this all the time from hosts who they start off with the best intentions. And then what happens is they start ordering stuff. You get so far and then they suddenly go, oh my God, this takes too much time. Let's just get it live. And that last little push that they didn't do, that last 10, 15% of not executing well because they were just in a rush is often where it's lost versus, you know, a little bit more time spent there, putting a little bit more money and a little bit more effort in that last stage is where that money would quickly pay back instead of it just becoming another another property which looks the same as every other property on the market isn't it it's, it's often uh, people start off with a great intention so it's such a um i think you've made a good point there with with design and, and even if we were to take it one step before that you could even argue that if you were to spend that extra time at the sourcing of the property phase mm -hmm. You know, a lot of hosts will take, like a landlord will phone them and say, oh, I've got this property here. And they're like, I'll take it. 
you know, if you were to spend way more time going, okay, I need, I need a property that's got a level of uniqueness that before I even touch from a design point of view, it beats everybody else. And it always will once I put my design spin on it because it's got the floor to ceiling windows or it's got that super large balcony or it's got the exposed wooden beams. You know, it's just better than a standard uh, two bedroom apartment that everybody else has got. So, you know, um, you could then do your design, take the photos with your iPhone and you'll still beat everybody else who've got professional photos. So sourcing, spend more time being a bit more selective. I know uh, there's a lot of different people at different stages here. For some people, they might need to just take a property, get the wheels moving, you know, but certainly as you go, be far more selective. Is this going to is this better than what I have? Is it better than what's on the market? And then the same goes for your design as well. Um, if you feel like you're not the best person for design because you simply don't love it, that's absolutely fine. Outsource it to somebody that does. And you can either do either two of those things, just get somebody to create something beautiful for a specific demographic, or uh, which I'd be way more excited about is get somebody to help you develop a concept around a specific theme. You know, it could be like a scene in a movie where you're like, I love that movie and I want to create an Airbnb around that. Go for it. I love that. I love that. I mean, everything you said, I completely agree with. And it's just so important because so many people pick average properties and I've made that mistake. It resonates with me because I'm actually going through a stage where I'm given back. Yeah, exactly. Same, like, same. Any, anybody who's, um, who's gone through it where you've actually picked an average property, went, oh, let's try it. It might work. And then you get a few years down the line and you go, Ah, oh, I churned a lot of money. It didn't make a lot, but I've learned a lot. And I guess that is where some people need to need to start. But um, the themed rooms and the themed houses, I mean, like Stacey, a lot of that in the US. I'm thinking about a chap I saw in the Serviced Accommodation UK Facebook group who um, I think he's 17 years old, but he'd, he'd basically got uh, um, an essay and he had got one of those old TVs with a video that you used to put in the front, you know, like one of those little ones. And yeah. basically got posters on the wall everything was a movie poster from the 80s and they had all these 80 movies and a little instead of it, everyone goes for a big flat screen tv which he did have in the other room but this had all the old vhs tapes with all the old 80s movies and that was the the theme and i thought that was Glorious. genius because yeah i was just like i've not seen that by anybody else so um, love it yeah. love it anybody who's like you know trying to reinvent the wheel slightly or come up with with new ideas gets my uh nod of approval uh, absolutely yeah. 100%. I'd, I'd be in there watching like Predator from the 80s or something like that. So, Stephen, as we get towards the end of these, we'd love to just ask a couple of more questions about you or, or fun questions. So, first question, really random. What sauce do you put on a burger? What sauce do I put on a burger? Do you know, I want to avoid saying ketchup because that's really boring. But like when I'm trying to like uh, reinvent her a little bit, I'm like, you know, a bit of hummus. A bit of hummus nice. goes a long okay. way on a burger. Hummus. Then with something that maybe maybe is a good fit for that, like a bit of tahini as well. Glorious. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Okay. I'll give that I'll give that a go. <laughs> um what is the podcast, movie, or book that you'd recommend? What are your what have you read or read recently that you go, do you know what? I, I love that. Everyone should go and check out this. Hmm. You know, when you're reading like so many books and you listen to so many podcasts that I'm sure a lot of people uh, do listen to, but I'm trying to think of something that might be. Does it have to be specific to Airbnb no, and short term rentals? Because if so, the, the Boostly book is uh, is, is very good. <laughs> thank Shout you for the plug. Yeah, but... <laughs> thank you. Uh, but if not, uh, I would say podcast. I love like Tom Billu. 
Uh, I think he's brilliant. He puts out a lot of great content. Aubrey Marcus, more spiritual. He's a he's a brilliant uh, podcaster. Um, from a book point of view, what have we got here? We've got quite a lot going on here. Anything anything that you can read along the lines of online marketing, I think you can borrow a lot of principles for your Airbnb listing because you realize that an Airbnb listing is just like selling a product on Amazon or any of these sites, Etsy or any of these, in which a lot of them work in the same way from they'll work with like five-star reviews or like the oxygen to a lot of these products, which, uh, which is and uh, last quick takeaway for for uh, for hosts is really focus on five star reviews, mm-hmm. even if it means sacrificing some revenue at times because you notice that a listing hasn't had a lot of five star reviews recently because that will do a lot for you in just keeping that wheel spinning in terms of keeping your placements at a high position. Um, really focus on doing whatever it takes to get on the phone if if you notice that that guest checked out and didn't leave a five star review. Well, think of it like one of those little um, speed bumps on Mario Karts where it makes you go faster. Think of that for like uh, for pushing your list and higher up the rankings. Um, I always find that whenever hosts are struggling for bookings and you look and it's like it's just gone a bit dormant and a bit flat. So you just prioritize five star reviews, even sacrifice some dates that Sundays and Mondays, things like that. Let's lower those prices because a five star review is more important. You've just given me an amazing theme idea. You just mentioned Mario, Mario Kart, and just like that would be an amazing. I'd go and stay at Mario House if there was, uh, if there's one out there. If any, Where you can, you can sit in the vehicle and you have like a Nintendo Wii Pad or something. You oh, know what yes. I mean? To drive it, and then yeah. and then you all get your different outfits, Luigi and all these different people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and see, if there's a host listening to this and you already do it, send us a message, coach at boostly.co.uk. Send us a message. I'd love to see it. So last question then, uh, just before we throw open the mic and and find out how we can uh, get in touch with yourself, Stephen, what is one saying or mantra which resonates with you? I would say um, two of these are probably quite similar, um, but I do tend to live both my personal and business life with this is whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, uh, it's time to switch things up or find out what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. Um, which is very similar. You know, um, I'm like that in my personal life anyway, with regards to health, fitness, um, mindset, all of these different things. I think uh, the majority always tends to be wrong. Um, so I always look at Airbnb and uh, what is, what's everybody doing? Um, what are they all doing that's similar? And, you know, the, the herd mentality exists. They all do the same things. Oh, is this what, is this the standard that I have to adhere to? Okay, I'm going to do that. Um, so just spend a lot of time brainstorming different ideas and yeah try not to conform and try to stand out at every turn with your titles with your descriptions with your first five photos if everybody's got a picture of the swimming pool i'm gonna pit i'm gonna take a picture of my front door and it's just it's just a picture of a door and that builds intrigue and that gets more clicks and more views why because you stood out and you've done something different to everybody else I love that. Yeah, this is this has been so much fun, Stephen. So, how can we get in touch with you? Where can we go and learn more about Mostly Booked and uh, and follow yourself on the socials? Yeah, so everybody can find me at mostlybooked.co. I uh, there's a guide on there which is my guide to beating market saturation. So we talked earlier about doing really thorough competitor research. So I've got a ready-made spreadsheet laid out there that you can use all of the criteria that I look for and that you can then fill out for your own listings. That's all free of charge. Um, And there's other great pointers in there that I won't have mentioned today. So you can get your hands on that at mostlybook.co. 
And then you can always listen to me preaching to the world on uh, Facebook at Stephen Eagles. So you can search for me and then you can join my Facebook group, which is short-term rental artists. And uh, I post a lot of great content in there. Yeah. And I can definitely uh, vouch for that. I've been following you a couple of weeks and it's, it's great fun to see your regular content, uh, you know, and uh, decisive and and good fun. So Stephen, I've really enjoyed this and I'm sure everybody listening has as well. Uh, if you're listening to this on the Bush League podcast and you've not, or watching on the YouTube and you've not already clicked subscribe so you can get notifications about when the next videos come out, make sure you do so. And if there's anyone you know who could get some value from today's podcast, do share it with friends, um, get them to come and follow us here at Boostly and follow Stephen as well. It would be great to uh, to spread the word. Um, so thank you very much. That's it from us today. Stephen, was there anything before we bring it to a close? Uh, no, other than go and do your thorough market research, find out what is working in your market and what you do, what you need to do to win, and then action those, put them at the front of your calendar, not at the back, make sure they get done before anything else. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Well, thanks again. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.